what's up everybody hello we're back in the lodge we've renamed brian's <laughs> office the lodge um we're gonna get a some a, a head of an animal or something and just hang it mounted on the wall scott camden has promised me has he so, like a deer yeah, like an elk or, i haven't seen it yet sorry to all the animal activists i'm sure that scott yeah <laughs> we, we we were waiting on that for the ambiance in here uh excited for another manager training uh time together today we're kicking off a three part uh, video training on the our, we're calling the relatable manager the relatable manager series um, kicking off with uh, the first of those three today we had a great session kind of setting up the approach we're going to take the the strategy around these trainings um, this great uh, duty and, and really role of the manager to help maintain this connection and close this gap between emotion and belief Brian, we're going to dive right in. Give us a kind of a quick recap or some of the things that stood out from our last time together. Yes, yes. Our, our managers sit in a, a super critical seat to foster belief, mm -hmm. to foster belief in the work that we're doing by growing in relatability, mm -hmm. uh, gr growing in how they lead, how the team functions, mm -hmm. and their ability to influence up in the organization. And really that supports, like you said, uh, driving belief closing the gap between emotional connection with vision and mission yeah. and belief in the team dynamic. And that's so important because that idea of, of belief is really the linchpin of the value exchange that we talked about mm -hmm. in the culture stack. Um, in the culture stack, we talked about the value exchange um, of offering our best sacrifice mm -hmm. in exchange for uh, the organization focusing on reaching people delivering life change and staying motivated by the win. Right. There's a value exchange there that we talked about and um, our ability as executives, managers, leaders, supervisors to help close that gap between emotion and belief is a big part of what drives uh, what I call the linchpin of that value exchange. Yeah. Um, the key element that kind of holds that together. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are kicking off the first of the three sessions on relatability. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk a little bit in this session about um, some of the ideas about where we apply weight hmm. as uh, managers and supervisors what we individually apply weight to uh, matters a great deal in terms of the team dynamic and the work that we're doing um, and we really apply weight in three key areas um, our preferences hmm. our gifting and the lens that we see through um, are, are key areas where we apply weight um, and so we're going to walk through each of those real quick. And yeah. I know you had some thoughts on um, how we apply weight to preferences and, and kind of how that impacts the team. Yeah. So why don't you share yeah, some of those thoughts? Absolutely. There's a very relational side, let's say more of a social interpersonal side to the, our relatability, our relatable attribute, kind of the how we actually, you and I do it as a, in a relationship and, and kind of in the day-to-day -day communication side. But there's also a really practical side of being a relatable right. manager. And that's kind of what I've been making some observations around. And there was three, three areas where really our preferences um, that we have uh, can actually uh, turn into something very practical for our teams. And the first is the, my preferences actually can drive the priorities right. of the team. So the actual work that people are doing every day in some ways is filtered through and delivered to the team uh, and, and it becomes a priority and it really could be driven by what just the way I prefer to go about the work the things I feel like are the most important then actually do turn into uh, priorities for the team that's not always necessarily a bad thing but it's a certainly a thing we must be mindful of 
as often our preferences aren't things we're necessarily tuned into every day. They're sort of how we breathe, how right. we move. So that's the first one, our, turns into our priorities. The second is it actually can result in pressure for our team. Like what it feels like to come to work every day is largely shaped by each of us as supervisors and the way we prefer to go about the work. Our team's experience of working at Sandals Church is shaped by sort of our preferences and how that translates to what is the climate at work feel like. Yeah, it right. turns into a real sense of like, man, today is stressful or not stressful. And that's not all on the manager. It's not on all of us. That's all, a lot of that's on our team in terms of how we interpret and how we, you know, how we think about these things. But it is something for us as managers to be mindful of. Yeah. Priorities are being formed by our preferences. The the work that our team's actually doing, um, the, the 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 weight of coming to work and what pressures and deadlines and how all that feels is often being defined and sort of given con you know context by our preferences. And then finally, there, there are patterns that are generated mm -hmm. by our preferences. Um, the ways that we prefer to communicate. If I'm a, I'm a, I'm a text supervisor, let's say, <laughs> that, that's a pattern that I then now have created and we can't necessarily maybe move a project along until you know, you've been able to capture the attention in real time and I get a text back or something like that. So just being aware that all of our, all of our preferences um, can lead to some very practical impacts to our team and the patterns in which way we go about the work. Yeah, and that, uh, that all together kind of influences that team dynamic when you think about the relatable manager mm. really creating the team dynamic. And you mentioned the idea of just being aware of them, not the assumption that our preferences are all bad, but no, it's a matter yeah. of that self-awareness element that we talk about so much. Um, and another one of those is, um, is the weight that we give to our own gifting. And in our last session, I kind of was teasing a little bit about uh, what the tour, tour guide, guide leader. leader. Yes. Um, and that's that leader who's maybe a very gifted communicator and they're used to communicating. Um, and certainly communicating has a, a critical role in managing and leading. But part of the notion there was that that's not always the most important thing or need. But uh, communication isn't the only one. You know, mm -hmm. if you are a gifted coach as a leader, then you can kind of easily begin to think that coaching is leadership. Yeah. Leadership is coaching. Right. Because um, that's what I am good at. That's what I like to do. Or if you are a gifted practitioner, you might begin to think leadership is how I translate the actual skill to the next person. Right. Right. Or uh, if you're a gifted strategist, you might begin to think leadership is building and delivering strategy. And it's important for us to just have that self-awareness around um, our preferences and then our gifting, um, because those th that bit of self-awareness is what helps us to either um, get into that, if we don't have it, get into that hole of, now I'm defining sh leadership as what I'm good at or prefer, mm -hmm. versus understanding that leadership involves many things and sometimes the team needs different things. Yeah. Um, and the next layer of that, when you think about the weight we apply to our preferences and our gifting is this sense that we can actually get to a place where we apply moral weight to these things. Yeah. And now we can really get into a challenging place where we are uh, not just preferring things or good at things, but we are actually saying these are better yeah. and worse, right, wrong, good, bad, when really a lot of times they're just different. And sometimes different things are needed. Um, oftentimes it's just different, not good or bad. Um, and so it's, it's uh, important to be mindful of and self-aware of how are my preferences 
and how is my gifting playing out in the team dynamic that is being yeah. created yeah. and understanding that sometimes different things are needed right. um, and so while we might not be in a time we might I would argue we're in a time where this idea of thinking and understanding is becoming a bit more important and weighty as we navigate kind of the dark that doesn't mean that that is leadership. Right, there might just be a need for a, a, a bit more of that in a certain time. Right. Um, and that doesn't mean that I need to be pressing that uh, preference on everyone else. That I'm <laughs> right, right. Um, so th th that's the first two, uh, uh, preference and gift, uh, preference around, uh, or weight around preference and gifting. Yes. Um, and then the last one I wanna mention is just the weight around the lens that we see things through. And there's really only one idea that I want to mention here, which is as we go through this uh, training for executive manager, we're all kind of leading yeah. someone. Yeah. Um, as we go through this training, it's kind of like a sermon in that it's not for everyone else. <laughs> Sometimes we can see it through the lens of uh, I'm the exception. Sure. This is great training for, for everyone for else. For everyone else. <laughs> yeah. But really just encourage people to look at it through the lens of what can I learn? Yeah. Um, even as you and I are developing this training, I'm learning things yeah. about these yeah. ideas. So what can I learn Absolutely. about this? Um, more so than, boy, this is great to get to someone else. Yeah. Um, so I would just encourage people um, as they think about the weight of the lens that they're seeing through, seeing it through. Let's yeah. let's put the weight on how can I learn and glean something from this yeah. um, as much as how is it great for someone else. Yeah. Um, so the, those are the ideas around uh, where are we applying weight as we go through this training. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to tackle it in two additional parts yep. where we're talking through a total of eight different uh, manager styles. Yep. And um, as individuals, we can tend towards certain styles. So we're going to walk through eight different styles of managers and some of kind of the things to be aware of or, or watch with that. Yep. And um, so to kind of wrap up today, I want to throw it back to you yeah. to talk about the first one, just to give folks an example of what kind of things we're going to talk through in the next couple of sessions. And again, even as we, you know, frame this and the idea that we're going to talk about, you know, we talked about the tour guide manager, <laughs> uh, the tour guide leader, and and these other eight, you know, kinds of ways of leading and types of leaders. Just to reiterate your point, really do the work of pausing to see where am I in this particular example right. versus being quick to, and it just is very natural to think about, oh, I think about this person as being that kind of a leader. This per Try to do your best to, to just even have a real self as we go through each of them and see what can I glean from this for me personally. The first one, I mean, that we're even gonna mention right now, this idea that the hilltop leader, the, hilltop. the mountaintop leader. Um, even this one, I, I can kind of see myself and resonate with. Mm -hmm. we're, we're saying the hilltop leader is the, is the kind of leader that's very uh, heavy on casting vision very heavy on sort of the big, big moments and the big, the big speeches. Um, then also, that's kind of part two of that, also wants to make a lot of the decisions, like yeah. be the final, let's say, word in a lot of the decision making, and then have the team sort of just execute and administrate those decisions. Um, and there's certainly time for the big moments and the big talks. But we like to kind of contrast this type of leader with more of what we would say is our our builder leader, back to our attributes and our culture stack. The builder leader doesn't stay in the casting of the vision all the time. The builder leader can empower the team through coaching. So they apply that kind of the vision casting to more of a real-time coaching of the team so that they become the kinds of people that can carry the work and even be champions of the vision themselves. 
Um, and a second part, they don't make all the decisions, kind of like the hilltop leader does. But the builder leader really delegates real decision uh, weight and impact to the team, allows them to make decisions, grow in their critical thinking, um, and really even release and unlock the creativity. Because when we begin to micromanage and make all the decisions and have everything sort of stop with us, it really does kind of stifle and the team can stop bringing that great creativity. Uh, so, And then finally, the, sh the sharing the load, like actually getting in there and doing the work versus again in our hilltop leader example where they sort of just delegate out and let the team execute the work. The, the, the builder leader shows and models and gets in the trench, and, you know, kind of the, incarnate, uh, the incarnation leadership of getting in there coming down and being a part of the work um, and helping make the plan and helping see it through. So that's just a little, little teaser of one of the one of the types of leader for next time. Yeah, and when you shared that with me a couple days ago, was, I thought it was pretty insightful. And I was also reminded that sometimes um, in a time when we do feel like we're in an experimentation, we're learning, we're investigating, um, that that hilltop style can, can even experience maybe a little bit uh, of loss of credibility mm -hmm. when it's like we actually don't know where we're going yet so let's all get down <laughs> right. in here and kind of figure out where we're going right. together so i really appreciated hearing that from you yeah so. yeah absolutely excited for next time we're going to dive into a few more of these uh, types of leaders again hope you all are enjoying these and at any point along the way if you have questions you know we're going to be ramping up to a time where we're going to come together to ask questions and have uh, opportunity to you know, apply some coaching and some, you know, connection points to what the content we're covering. But if you have thoughts in the meantime, we'd love to hear those. Myself and Brian would love to hear what you all are thinking, how these trainings are hitting. We actually really do want them to be helpful and beneficial to you. Um, so love to hear from you anytime. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day.